and welcome to the Dorky Diva Show. I'm your host, Savannah. And I am Brian. And we're so excited to be back today, as yeah, usual, because whoop, we're whoop. talking about something today that's a little out of the ordinary for us. Star Wars. Oh. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. That's We're talking about Star Wars. Yep. Really out of character for both of us. Yeah. Really excited for this <laughs> new venture in our lives to, to talk about Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's a big day, guys. It we're is. finally doing it. We're, we've been talking about it for a long time. And I think we're ready to to take the dive yeah. in, into into the Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Yep. Finally, I'm excited about um, it. <laughs> before we tell you what we're actually talking about, we have a very special guest here with us today, and Katie from the Rogue Fangirls blog is here. So thanks yeah. for joining us, Katie. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited. We're so excited to have you here. Um, and for those of you who may not know Katie, uh, I think it was. Two episodes ago when Brian and I were talking about our experience at Star Wars Celebration, I was going on and on and on about this amazing girl that made me this rabbit droid plushie that she handmade. <laughs> yes. And it was Katie. Katie me Katie made me the rabbit droid plushie. So That's right. So when it kills here. you, it's her fault. <laughs> Just keep that in I'm mind. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been very good. It has been very well behaved. Thank God. Um Don't it take hasn't your eyes been off it. doing any weird things. So Yet. I think it's all good. Give it time. Give it time. <laughs> I don't trust it at all. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have mixed right, feelings Brian. about it because they're adorable too. And I'm like, oh I man, know. at one and point. And she made I it do. with like purple flowers on its tummy and everything. No, It's a reason I don't trust it again. It's already cute. <laughs> and then they made it more cute. And now I'm like, it mm. is, it's like when it somebody comes so on cute. too strong and you're like, mm. I feel like I would have liked you. But now I'm like, mm. you know, like me. So I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. <laughs> Conveniently, I didn't even know this until after we decided what we were talking about today, but rabbit droids kind of cross over into our topic today. Yeah, they do. Um, yes, I, I was, was very excited about that. And I was like, oh, rabbit droid. Yes. yes. And then I'll be happy. I was <laughs> thrilled about that. I may have squealed a little like a, you know. <laughs> it's a it's a dorky diva buzzword. Yeah. yeah. Rabbit droids. Rabbit droids. It just makes me think of Elmer Fudd when he's like, rabbit tracks. I'm just like, <laughs> rabbit droids. <laughs> um anyways we are talking about dooku jedi lost today which is the new star wars audio drama yes um by kevin scott and brian i say kevin as well yeah i say kevin too i was curious how you were gonna say it because i've heard some people say kevin yeah and i've heard other i uh, yep i agree pretty sure it's kevin yeah this is the hill we're gonna die on it's kevin yep (laughs) Mm-hmm. Um, Brian, I wanted to ask you this because I figured you would know better than I would. But Ooh. is uh, this the first official Star Wars audio drama outside of the Kyle Newman ones? Okay, like assuming. Smugglers. What's yeah. it called? Smugglers. The Smugglers trilogy. Yeah, because it's like Smugglers Gambit, Smugglers Bounty, Smugglers, uh, Smugglers yeah, Revenge, run. something, something. Oh yeah. no, is Smugglers Run the name of the Falcon Ride at Galaxy's Edge? Smugglers Run is the book that came out on the road to seven. Yeah, it was like if I'm not mistaken. Stand by. It's the <laughs> I think it's I have it right in front of me. Yeah, it's the Han and Chewie one. Because it was like moving target oh, yeah, yeah, before yeah. the awakening and Smugglers Run. We have run. that. We we have Smugglers Run. I've read that. Yes. So that's Smugglers like Run. A long time ago. So I think it's yeah, Smugglers Revenge. One of those. But assuming right. if we're putting those Kyle Newman's audio dramas into the official title. 
then this is not. But I think it is, yes, the official, like, from Disney and Lucasfilm audio drama thing. So, yeah, long answer, yes. <laughs> and they, I think they sort of announced this in early April. It officially released on April 30th. And at the Del Rey booth at Star Wars Celebration, they had, like, a little preview of the sort of cover art, I guess you could say. Yeah, um, it's amazing. I've listened to audio dramas before, but I never really thought about how they were different from audio books. And I've only listened to like literally like two audio books in my entire <sighs> life. Oh my um, <laughs> so I didn't really have a ton of to base it off of. But basically the difference between an audio book and an audio drama, if you don't know, is that in an audio book, there's typically one narrator that literally just reads the book and they can kind of do different inflections with their voice to play different characters. But it's just one person. Um, and for the audio drama, they have like an entire cast of people playing these characters. There's music, there's sound effects. Um, and rather than saying uh, the line and then being like Dooku said, they're just voicing Dooku. Um, so you really only know who's talking based off of the voice that you hear. Yep. So anyways, it was very interesting to listen to this because like I said, I don't listen to audiobooks. Everybody knows I don't really read a ton. Um, <laughs> I think that's just a thing everybody knows now. Just, <laughs> <laughs> if you don't know it, you're probably new. Guess what? I don't really read a lot. <laughs> it's true. She can't read. I read things to her. This is why I was brought on as a co-host at the beginning. I, I, I just... <laughs> it I just is... Spent, I spent my time weird, reading though. books to you. Like... I don't read a lot and I don't enjoy reading. And when I do read, I get very confused. So My goodness. But reading yeah. is fun, kids. Read books. It is. Reading, reading is fun. Thanks, Kate. Katie's in a library right now. Okay. Yeah, Katie is in <laughs> so. a library right now. How appropriate. I'm in a library with a Star Wars book sitting across from me. Yeah, How Savannah doesn't know what either of those things are. Oh, my gosh. Shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Um, Katie, tell us a little bit about like your, uh, I don't want to say relationship. That sounds like such a weird word, but kind of Talk like your relationship. Talk to us about your relationship. <laughs> no, your relationship <laughs> with Star Wars books and audio books. Like, do you read a lot? Do you listen to a lot of um, audio books? Kind of what do you, what's your preference I've, there? I probably read more than I've listened to audio books because when I first started getting into Star Wars, I was little and I would just check out any book I could find at the library. Same. So I ended up reading a lot of the visual guides and a lot of like the little Clone Wars story ones. Mm -hmm. There were a couple times I checked out ones that were a little bit above my age level and I was very confused. <laughs> but yeah. So and then I got into the Master or Jedi Apprentice oh, series. Oh, yes. So that was that was good. And have um, you listened to any audio dramas before? Yes. Oh, well, audio dramas, yes. Not Star Wars ones, okay. obviously. But yeah. Um, yeah, I've listened to a couple audio dramas. And I've listened to several Star Wars audiobooks and then other audiobooks that aren't Star Wars. So. Nice. And Brian, you're just like making audio dramas now. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I really like the medium. I think it's, I think it's really, that's, that's what TV was. It was radio dramas. And so when I heard that they were making one, I was... Very excited, but I was also interested to see how it was going to differ from Star Wars audiobooks, because normal audiobooks, <laughs> normal, <laughs> not <laughs> star, not Star Wars audiobooks, uh, typically don't have like the sound effects and the music and all this other stuff. It's usually just somebody reading a book. Mm -hmm. um, some of them don't even do like a lot of the voices, uh, but then Star Wars audiobooks are very much a full production. You know, different voices. If there's Darth Vader, they'll pitch the voice down and make it more like Darth Vader talking. And <laughs> so I was interested to see how this was going to be any different because a lot of the Star Wars audiobooks sound like audio dramas. 
uh, and this one was was very much an audio drama versus a book. Like you said, there was no like third person narration. Mm-hmm. You know, it was very much very quick, and the cast it was neat how they kind of like went over each other's lines like you would in a real conversation with a bunch of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it was it was cool. It was cool. I'm ex- I'm excited for more. I hope there's more. I really I do. I hope so too. Um, before we get too far into this, I mm. also want to mention that we will most likely be talking about spoilers. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> so probably best. If you, <laughs> probably, probably a good idea. Yeah. 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 So if you haven't listened to this audio drama and you plan to, and you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to tune out of this episode. But, um, if you, if you don't care, then join us. <laughs> yeah. Then welcome. Pull up a welcome. seat, friends. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how far into spoilers we'll get into, but I know that we'll very. be talking about at least a few. Okay. We're going to get okay. into We're very gonna talk far. About spoilers. <laughs> yeah. Just, just everything. Um, and then I also wanted to mention, too, um, this is something that Brian will probably talk about nope. more, but the new book by Claudia Gray, Master and Apprentice, oh, was yes. written around oh, yeah. the same time that this audio drama was written, and I believe the authors kind of talked with each other about the different stories. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't read Master and Apprentice either, I <laughs> Brian might be talking about some spoilers with that. <laughs> um, Probably me too. I okay. mean, it's Qui-Gon. That's true. Okay. That's true. <laughs> if you haven't so, read them, then get, get out. So this is just a big spoiler fest. So just wanted to make you aware uh, for Dooku, Jedi Lost, and Master and Apprentice, we will be spoiling. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, we're spoiling. <laughs> so much spoiling. Mm-hmm. But they've been out now for a couple A month. Weeks. Uh, I mean, the yeah. book has been out for a month, and then the audio drama's been out for at least two weeks. So That's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Deal with it, people. Yeah, deal. <laughs> Savannah said that, not me. That was at the Dorky Diva Show. Um, not at Brian. Yep. It is definitely not at the Dorky Diva Show. Our Twitter handle is at I'm Dorky Diva Show. to protect you. God. <laughs> <laughs> it happens every time. I throw you in the line of fire and give a fake <laughs> handle. You're like, actually, if you really want to send it, it's over here. Uh, oh, God. Anyways. Um, so I was really interested in this when I heard about it because all I saw was Dooku on the cover. I saw Ventress on the cover, and I was like, I need to be involved in. in this. Like, I love mm-hmm. Ventress. I adore her. I want to know everything about her. And I really didn't even know how much or how little she would be in this story. Um, Mm. And that is the sole reason why I wanted to listen to it. And then I was like, Brian, listen to this. And then I was like, Katie, listen to this. And let's do a (laughs) podcast. (laughs) But Brian had already listened to it. And I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) You hear about this new Dooku audio drama? (laughs) Yes, Savannah, I've listened to it already. I know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We other people read. God, you're so evil. I just, I got it. Well, I was, I, I was, I was texting Savannah like all week. I was like, Savannah, it's so good. This is my third time listening to it. Savannah, what do you think? Right? It's. Tough, and I was man. just like, I haven't started it yet. Nope. <laughs> the things I have to deal with, Katie, you have no idea. Like, dude, this book is so cool. Check this out. She's like, book. It's she. She, she doesn't. Maybe read. Katie can be our book, our Star Wars book correspondent, and you guys can talk about Star Wars books in the future. Because since I'm not involved on that in that type of conversation very often, we tend to just not talk about it at all on the I podcast. Totally do that. One, I'm yes, down. I think that's awesome. <laughs> Two, I see the cop out door you're taking here. I'm not taking a <laughs> cop out. I, w- door. I want you to know that I see it. <laughs> you're like, Brian, what, if, what if we brought someone else in to talk about Brian? Books? I will hmm? never ever be someone to read for pleasure oh Just, my God. it's not gonna happen but I've here tried. at the dorky diva show we believe in reading um <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, we're reading this good. Yes, we're gonna. We're, <laughs> we need to do like we need to take a picture, like you know Harrison Ford in that Reed poster, and holding books. Oh. <laughs> we need we need to do oh. one of those. <laughs> now you're getting somewhere. <laughs> I'm just saying we need to. <laughs> do you remember, did you ever do that thing in like elementary school where you like got a button and then if you read a book or whatever you got like a sticker and then if you I was the top five, reader in elementary school. I had the highest AR score and I think that's why I hate reading now is because mm. I just exhausted myself as a child and So we I just don't know. learned. The Katie. stupid AR program ruined me. See, I, I've read. been reading since I could read, and I'm still not tired of reading. Thank you. Yeah, you know what, Katie? We just learned <laughs> that Savannah's people. lying. <laughs> wow, you guys are terrible. I'm just I'm saying. Just gonna, I'm just it's nice. To, it's nice to have a guest on my side. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get Kristen back? <laughs> <laughs> this is my show now. Oh. No, it's uh, <laughs> books. Books are great. <laughs> All right, let's get into it. Yeah, because this wasn't a book. Okay. This was an audio drama. No. It was an yeah. audio drama. It was a story. Yes, which <laughs> could also be considered an audio book if you're not reading it. But hey, who's 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 ca- who's counting? Who's reading? <laughs> um, not me. Yep. <laughs> this is gonna derail so fast. Okay. What, so, anyways, so overall, audio... did you Hang like on. it? Hang on, real quick. Um, I just want to say the audio drama was six hours and 21 minutes long. Was it? Um, do you know how this compares to audio books? Like how long oh, is that's the typical way short. Star Wars? Oh, okay. Way yeah. short. Oh my God. I would never make it. I think the Qui-Gon book was like 10. I could be off. Maybe it wasn't 10. It was, it was a bit. I feel like St- it was pretty long. Stand by, ladies. Let's see. <laughs> the Qui-Gon audio book is dun, 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 just under 12 hours. Holy moly. Yeah, no, they're, they're, audiobooks are pretty long. The Queen Shadow was eight and a half. Um, da, 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 da. Thrawn Alliances is over 13. But then you have oh Star Wars Most Wanted was under eight. Last Shot was a little over 11. Plagueis is almost 15 hours. Oh my goodness. Yeah, they're I, didn't wow. hear that. I, I just read that one. I didn't. I've read that book, guys. There you go. <laughs> Yay! We have talked about maybe talking that, about Plagueis That's one a good day. book. It's, that was really cool. We should talk about that on the podcast. Book. I just yes. want to read it again, but maybe this time I'll I'll listen to the audio book just to get yeah, a different experience. Yeah, because you're done with reading, as we've learned. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, do you typically listen to audiobooks instead of reading? I thought you always read the actual books. I do both. It all, oh, it okay. all depends. Um, okay. Like, recently, I've been doing a lot more audiobooks. Um, but I'll actually sometimes shift back and forth because with my job, I've got like a little speaker and then I just listen to them while I work. Mm-hmm. And then when I come home, I'm like, oh, here's the book, blah, blah, blah. So oh, it, okay. it's really a flip of a coin. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about it. Brian, you let's already asked this and then I cut you off. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Typical. <laughs> overall thoughts. Let's let Katie talk about her overall thoughts first. Oh. oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, I thought it was... When I first was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to listen to this, I was kind of the same reason for Savannah. I was like, ooh, Ventress. Like, let's see, because I never had any, really, connection to Dooku. Mm-hmm. But then I actually listened to it. I was like, oh, actually, I actually care about his character now. So that was nice. cool. But it was it was set in one of my favorite eras, which is, like, before prequels. Same. And we just don't have too much canon in that era. So it was really cool to just be like, ooh, what, what are they going on? I just, I love knowing on what's going inside the Jedi Temple and what are they doing and just all the drama going on there. Yeah. Just, I, I thought it was really cool. I enjoyed it. I was not a fan of adult Dooku's voice. <laughs> I 
I think. But can we all fair. agree on that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was like, wait, is that Dooku? Yeah. Yeah. It took some getting used to for sure. Yeah. But other than that, I thought it was really good. Nice. I think the era, like you mentioned, was probably one of the most exciting things for me too because so many books lately I feel like have been set in the sequel trilogy era or Mm -hmm. between like episodes three and four which are great but I mean everybody knows prequel defense force over here wants more prequel era stories so yeah that was really exciting but yeah I think my um my only criticism would be the voices like you mentioned um I thought Ventress's voice was so great Mm-hmm. Um, but Dooku's voice, I got confused on several occasions because his voice when he was younger and adult Dooku, to me, sort of sounded like other characters. Um, and in a couple different places, I got a little confused with who was talking and I kind of lost place of who was doing what. Um, I think if I listen through one more time, I'll be fine. Like I've only listened to it one time. Um, okay. but listening to it just one time through yeah i got a little lost i wish he had sounded more like dooku in the clone wars um because his voice is super defined Mm -hmm. um he has like a very commanding powerful voice and this dooku just didn't have that yeah i agree um but overall i thought it was really interesting because like you said too it's not like i have a huge connection to dooku but I think this made me realize how much I do enjoy his character and knowing a lot about his past and his childhood um, was really interesting. And I think it's always neat in Star Wars to hear about how people fall to the dark side because mm-hmm. you think, oh, like, how, how is that even possible? Like, how could you be, um, you know, like, I don't want to say dumb enough, but like, how, how could Whoa. you let yourself not? that's not the phrase but like how could you let yourself be manipulated and turned to the dark side you know everybody wants to know right. how does that even happen sure the Anakin's story is like so prominent but we don't really hear too much about a lot of other people especially in the films um so it's neat in books and audio dramas like this we get to hear <laughs> more about that stuff so I thought that was really neat um what about you Brian I uh I I loved it um surprise uh i actually love dooku a lot he's my favorite sith um oh yeah i I didn't know that i know i know not a lot of people do uh (laughs) yeah i i love dooku because i mean it's not even just the obvious like oh he trained qui-gon even though that's definitely what initially (laughs) had me very like well then who is he um it i like dooku because the sith by and large tend to go toward like the super evil super animalistic like you know snarling type of characters i mean you've got palpatine who's like literally the devil and then (laughs) you've got darth maul who looks like the devil looks like the (laughs) devil yeah but he you know he's just like a rage ball and then vader the same thing is just this merciless evil being you know um but then dooku is like still maintains the kind of dignified aura about him. You know what I mean? And I, mm-hmm. I do, yeah. I also like that he, you know, was like a renowned Jedi. He wasn't like some random one. They're like, oh, this guy had a bad day and went to the dark side. No, it's like, <laughs> he was so respected in the order. He was trained by Yoda, which is nuts. 
you know, like I, do we even know any of Yoda's other apprentices? I don't think so. Like his full on. So like dude. Right. And then (laughs) he, he, I love his lightsaber. Love. Okay. Yeah. Curved tail. It's so cool. Um, I've also been asking for Dooku stories for years. <laughs> you know, so when that, when they made this, I was like, "What?" Um, but I also like that he it, he's like a uh, like a guy who just learned a new trick with force lightning because he uses it every All the chance time. he gets. Yeah. Like even Palpatine is like, "Ah, I'm going to use my lightsaber for a little bit and then throw out the lightning at the last minute." Dooku's like, "Check this out. I can do this now. <laughs> I can also do this, you know." Yeah. Um and he's just dude, Dooku's the best. Like I yeah. the the I remember seeing episode two for the first time and that whole deal where it's like a tiny little force battle first between, you know, him and Yoda, and then you just hear like obviously this contest cannot be decided by our knowledge of the force lightsaber, but by our skills with the lightsaber. You're like, What? Yeah. He literally was like, Okay, you know what? Let's just do this old fashioned and fights his master, which is Radonk. Uh so yeah, I just I really like Dooku. So in this audio drama where you get to learn more about him as a Jedi and his lightsaber was blue. Awesome. Uh, it was really cool. I do agree that I wasn't the biggest fan of the adult Dooku voice just because it doesn't sound like Dooku at all. Yeah. Like I, it I wasn't understand. that he did a bad job. It was just like not really. It wasn't match. Christopher Lee and it didn't yeah. try to be. Um, so like from a, from a performance standpoint, I get that because you want to like go for the character as opposed to an impression type thing. But at the same time, it, it gets a little difficult um, especially when they were kids, I agree. There were there were some scenes where I kind of lost track who was who because they sound so similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was still really good, and I liked yeah. it. I uh, before getting into this, I had completely forgotten that Dooku was Qui Gon's master, and obviously Brian's oh, like, Savannah. "Duh, you moron, Sa- Savannah." That's it. <laughs> um, I'm done. This is over. <laughs> but I did forget. But I knew that Yoda was Dooku's master, and that's something I think about all the time when I watch um, Attack of the Clones, especially when they're fighting. Is like, oh my gosh, right? The teacher and a student are now fighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I may or may not have forgotten that Qui Gon was his Padawan. <sighs> Sorry, man. <laughs> this is this is too much. <laughs> I. I thought it was really cool, especially having just gotten the Qui-Gon book and then now having the Dooku book and just seeing how different they are. Yes. Because they're kind of in similar stages. Totally. And just, like, Dooku is very much in extremes, whereas Qui-Gon just is always so balanced. And I just, I thought that was cool. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Katie, we're going to be best friends by the end of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting hicked off my own I was about show. to say, I'm interviewing <laughs> guests now. <laughs> New hosts applications katie this is this is great i'll be like take the reins brian you don't have any show notes <laughs> oh yeah that's true my one achilles heel <laughs> well i i have like two things scribbled down so even the guest has show notes, notes. what I'm is happening you at least two <laughs> notes yeah i don't even have a lot of notes two notes is great yeah that's two more than i have so there's a little behind um, the scenes. <laughs> the beginning of the audio drama starts with ventress and she's talking to herself and um it it made me really think about the micro series like i don't know if you guys got this vibe too but the especially the beginning of this um story just felt so much like the micro series um 
in regards to Ventress's character. And I loved that so much because the micro series was the first place I'd ever heard about her. And I watched that series all the time when it was on, you know, Cartoon Network. Um, so I watched it before the, the new animated series. And this really reminded me of that, which was cool because since those stories aren't really canon anymore, um, I think people oftentimes forget about them, but it's nice to feel a little sense of that coming back into canon, not necessarily with the story, but there was just a feeling with that show that was very distinct from anything else we've ever had in Star Wars. And sure. this audio drama kind of like, kind of brought it back. a little bit, yeah. Like it mentioned yeah. that Dooku found her in the fighting pits yeah, and all this stuff, and she was captured and thrown in there. So it's like, it's semi-canonized, the micro-series, <laughs> in that I like to believe that that scene when we first see her in the fighting pits is now canon because of this. Mm-hmm. So I'll die on that hill. I'll die on that hill with you. <laughs> yeah. Katie, die with us. <laughs> all right, cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought it was neat, though, because the sound effects and the music are pretty simple. The the voiceover um, sounded Agreed. a lot like Ventress from the micro series. I was just like, oh, my heart. I love it. Um, yeah. But the story opens with uh, Dooku sending... Ventress on a mission and basically I didn't know this going into the story but basically Ventress is acting as like the pair of eyes uh for the rest of the story and how you're learning about Dooku's past so while Ventress is going about this secret mission that she's on uh for Dooku she is finding um hologram messages and entries from Dooku's like personal journal recordings I guess um (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she's learning about his past and basically sharing it which is why we're learning it um and I thought that was really cool that she's basically the one like she's the vessel to carry the story even though she wasn't narrating the entire story um each you know chapter would kind of open with her like Um, learning something new about him. And then we would go back in time and hear all these conversations with Dooku and everybody else that was around him. So I thought that was really neat Um, because I thought she was going to be an essential part of the story, like with Dooku, like at his side. I didn't realize that it was going so far back into Dooku's um, past, like way before he found her. Um, So that was really interesting. I agree. I didn't super love that Kai was talking to her the whole time. Yeah. That was very confusing to me. Because <laughs> like, I was like, Force Ghost? I was like, no? Yeah. That's, that's it can't. Especially in the beginning, where it's like, and then he was standing behind me. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. I was like, what is he actually, is... or is he in your head? And I think by the end, it's kind of determined that he's more like a mental thing. Yeah, but... that she's kind of crazy. And yeah. she's like, he's acting as her conscience. She's right. just <laughs> She's just giving a name and voice to those thoughts. But yeah. then it's like, uh, I don't know, that's kind of the one, the one big thing in the book that I was like, uh, but no, Qui-Gon was the first one to do that. Uh, yeah. What's happening? No. <laughs> yeah. Mm-mm. It makes sense though. Like it does. They needed a, yeah. Yeah. They needed that kind of back and forth for Ventress. Cause I, I mean, that was a great stuff where Ventress is like, get out of my head. And he's like, you're better than this little one. She's like, no, I'm yeah. not. Yeah. You're like, okay. <laughs> well, and you can see that yeah. she's still battling with herself and she's not fully, committed to the dark side wholly because she is still having all these thoughts um from her own conscious but she's basically she's kind of like putting the blame on someone else yeah as sith are known to do (laughs) yeah it's it's a cool it's a really cool idea i i like it that like 
because essentially Dooku asked her to find his sister. Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, I got to go through hollow recordings. I got to go through all your journals to like get clues and whatnot. <laughs> and I got to go through your stuff. And <laughs> and through I just picture that, her like ruffling through his nightstand. <laughs> exactly. Be like, ah, pajamas. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and so she like, I like that they chose that as the vehicle to tell the story. That he sends her on a mission. She's got to go through his past to find clues to to his sister mm-hmm. and then we're learning like even him as a, like as a youngling and like you said he's very much uh extremes you know mm-hmm. he, even as a kid he's yeah. like he's like i'm better than everyone else and they're like all right Dooku, yeah, what's over there oh my you know? gosh the way <laughs> yeah. that the way his friends talk to him was so funny i love how they call him do they're yeah. like hey yeah. do and i'm just like can we all call him this <laughs> and he's like don't call me that <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm an old man trapped in a 12 year old's body. Get out of here! <laughs> They're like, you know what? Yeah, I believe this. I believe this 100. percent Yeah. So oh, and it, yeah. it was cool that they had them go like. So I agree with Katie in that like, I'm all about right before episode one stories pre prequels. Like, how was life then? It's specifically with the Jedi, mm-hmm. because we know that mm-hmm. they went wrong in the end by getting to. Not about the Force anymore and more about, you know, political intrigue and what have you. Um, and it's cool to see they send Dooku as an initiate, which is not yet a Padawan. Uh, it's basically like the other word for youngling, I guess. To Sereno, uh, to basically this, like, job fair. And they're like, here's all the merchants and everything, everyone doing this cool stuff. And the Jedi are like, we should make an appearance so that people know that we do cool stuff. And it was, uh, I liked that scene because you've got a lot of like kids being kids but also like Dooku being like no we're we're here we have to pay attention like hey Dooku what's over there and uh (laughs) it was was neat it was neat I like that scene a lot yeah I thought that it really showed like a lot of the corruption even within the Jedi Order yeah Uh, you could just you could really see like and so many of the things that Dooku did were so logical but because the Jedi were just so strict but in weird ways, it caused a lot of problems with everybody. I agree. Like, I agree. No, if, if anyone that messed up didn't want to admit it because they were afraid they would just get like sent off to yeah sit in prison and rot. It's true. It was a it was a weird weird thing. Like where where are we gonna draw the line here? Because it was right. very much like you said. It's very much about like appearance at this mm-hmm. point. It was like they the Jedi became too complacent, which is kind of what led to the problem yeah and then because dooku's like oh i can't tell anyone i have i have a sister i'm talking to her and sifo is like oh i can't tell anyone about my visions and then there's the one jedi master who had a son she's like i can't tell anybody exactly that was crazy like, the jedi that had a baby i was like I what <laughs> dude and that was awesome i loved it yeah. it's such she's a like cool on the idea. council and everything yeah yeah see that's another thing i really like is when you get to those sort of things that sort of humanize uh the jedi as well but like when you have I like in stories when they have a a way to tell the story where you're like, oh, you know what? That does make sense. You know, when it mm-hmm. just, that little bit to where this peg fits in that hole just perfectly. And the fact that they have seekers, which we've, mm-hmm. we've heard about before, uh, right. you know, Jedi that go out into the galaxy, find four sensitive babies and bring them back to the temple to become Jedi. Um, and the fact that there is a woman who did that, that was her job in the order, goes out and has a baby 
And then it's like, oh, God, what do I do? Brings him back as if it's some other kid. And it's like, oh, I found this baby. That's right. four sensitive chick. That's such a cool idea. That like, was oh, yeah, that's what would happen. So amazing. Yeah. <laughs> like she, yeah. she thought that through. She did. I'm just, I'm curious how like this crime boss found out about it. Like, right what? to blackmail her. Yeah. yeah. It's. Uh, well, and I wonder how often things like that actually happened in the Jedi Order. <laughs> like she right? couldn't have been I the mean, only one. Come on. They had, they had like a full on prison specifically for Jedi. So, I mean, they must have had a lot of stuff going on. It's true. And it's, they just didn't true. tell anyone about. And it's not like the male Jedi are going to bring babies back. They're out there having fun with civilian women probably and then the women are like oh by the way my baby is force sensitive and it's like oh <laughs> okay if you're gonna call out real avaros you need to use his name <laughs> 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 I, I, I will have to say real avaros is one of my new all-time favorite star wars characters really He's, oh dude you need to listen to master and apprentice okay read it listen to he it he drove is, me crazy he's amazing Okay. He's like a he's like a cowboy I like, Jedi. This, I was like, Ooh. this is Qui Gon. If Qui Gon had no moral code whatsoever, it's oh true. It's true. Everyone's like, I don't know about you, Qui Gon, but I'm gonna go over here. Like Qui in Master. Yeah. Side note: In Master and Apprentice, there's a scene where Qui Gon walks in on him, and he's got a girl in his room, and he's like, "Don't look at me." Oh like that, my gosh! <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "My own thing that yeah. I do by yeah. myself because he's I don't like, care." It's true. He's like, "What's it in so business funny. of yours?" It's so it's so good. <laughs> there are people in the Jedi Order that believe celibacy is more of a rule. I don't quite buy it. We're like, Rail, what are you doing, buddy? He's like, I'm just I love fun. seeing that side, though, because it's not something that we hear about often. It's always just like, attachments are forbidden, attachments He's, are forbidden, attachments right. are forbidden. Dude, Savannah, you'd really like Master and Apprentice. Okay, it's, I think it's, you would. It's so good. And and the fact that you mentioned before, we're gonna probably bounce back and forth because I I listened to <laughs> I listened to both of these at the same time. You know, like finished Master and Apprentice went right into Dooku Lost, and same. that works. Thank you, Katie, because <laughs> Kevin Scott and Claudia Gray work together when doing these. Like that, Rail Avaros is a big thread between the two, because mm-hmm. I guess Rail was gonna be a little bit bigger in Dooku Lost. But then Claudia Gray was like, no, I'll make him like a main character in my book. Kevin's like, all right, cool. Here's how we'll cross the lines. Mm. Uh, but it is interesting to see the Jedi on a more like specific level. You know what I mean? Where you're getting to know like Kostana and like mm-hmm. Jedi Jedi are, that are like, oh, your job is to find Sith artifacts. And you're like, ooh, I've read Dark Disciple. This, <laughs> is, this is a little, little testy, you know? And then you find out that pretty much all of them are terrified of looking into the future, mm-hmm. which is something we hadn't really heard about before. Because in the movies, we're like, oh, you know, Qui-Gon's like, he, he sees things before they happen. That's why he appears to have such quick reflexes. You're like, all right, cool. Yeah. The Jedi can see into the future and whatnot. But then in this, you find out that like, oh, seeing into the future sucks. Like, <laughs> look at <laughs> look what it did to sifo Yeah. You know? And like Katie said, there's there's like a essentially a, a, a prison, like a rehabilitation center for Jedi who are plagued with foresight that are like, oh, this is bad. Uh, let's lock them up and find out what's going on because they're basically a ticking time bomb. Mm-hmm. And you get to see Dooku and sifo kids in this, and you get to find out that they were like best friends, mm-hmm. which I thought was really neat and is really Sifo-Dyas, sad. Is <laughs> is he talked about in Master and Apprentice at all? Um, No, I don't, I think, don't think so. so. Yeah. If so, it's like mentioned offhand once. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, he was gone most of the time, so I wouldn't think that Qui-Gon had much like yeah. 
it's true. time around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Master and Apprentice is much more about Qui-Gon than Dooku, although Dooku is yeah. in it quite a bit. Yeah, um, he's mentioned a lot. Yeah, yeah, especially because Rail Avaros was Dooku's <laughs> first apprentice. Right. So you've got Dooku trained Rail, then trained Qui-Gon. So Qui-Gon and Rail are talking about like, oh, yeah, Dooku is a master. What was that like? It was different when he was my master. You know, cool stuff. <laughs> Rail's the best. <laughs> he's, just, he's a cowboy Jedi. It's awesome. Uh, yeah, but so they're on Sereno, mm-hmm. and they're going to this job fair thing, and Tara Sanube's there. Yeah, how awesome yeah, is yeah, that? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and and he sounds exactly like he does in the Clone Wars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if they got the guy or just someone who can do a really good Sanube voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was awesome. And then you find out that Dooku's dad is kind of the worst. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I thought that was one of the most interesting things about uh, the story is when they talked about um, Dooku. Dooku's dad found out that Dooku was force sensitive and he was like, you're a freak. And then he like kicked him out and yeah. called the Jedi Order and was like, come pick up my kid. And I was just like, what? Dark, right? Do you think? Do you think like little baby Dooku was just like zapping people whenever they would walk up? <laughs> oh man, I would I love so. that. I would love that. And you know the pajamas he wears in the Clone Wars. I would love like little baby <laughs> versions of those pajamas, and then him just like zapping people left and right in the pajamas. I really, really want those pajamas. I do too. Wouldn't that be a cool celebration costume? Yeah. Somebody help me out here. Send me a message. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would wear those to celebration. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I mean, that'd be cool. You know what I'll bet the reason, I mean, apart from his dad just being the worst. Uh, so they mention that, like, old school millennia ago, you know, before the Sereno even had a name, the Sith kind of ruled there. And then the families led a revolt and kicked them off the planet. And it was House Sereno that kind of did it. So they named the planet after them, and they've been, like, the main house since. Mm-hmm. What if? His dad, being that he's like, oh, I'm the best. I'm the Count of Sereno. This is my planet, blah, 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 blah. And then he has a kid who's Force-sensitive and is like, this kid might become a Sith one day and chucks the baby out, you know, out of mm. fear that, like, the Sith would return. Which, you know, well, ironically Or maybe enough, he just thought he would become more powerful than him. And <laughs> Yeah, both. Why not both? Yeah, <laughs> yeah both. It's, it's kind of the same thing with the whole Sifo-Dyas thing where they're like, Anytime somebody has this vision of the future, like, I'm going to do all this stuff so that this doesn't happen. And then in trying to avoid the future, they end up making it become inevitable. Yep. Like Master Ugwe says. Yeah. No, we're just mm. going to leave that one there. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Kung Fu Mas- Panda Master Ugwe sounds like he could be in Star Wars. Master He's Uguay. like the yep. panda version of, not the panda, but you know what I mean, Kung Fu Panda version of Yoda. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Because he talks about how uh, one often meets his destiny on the road he chooses to avoid it. Just like Katie said, but in more words. <laughs> yep. So it's true. I, by by I it's like self-fulfilling Yoda. prophecies, you know? Which prophecies we'll get into as well. Ha-ha! <laughs> Synergy. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah. He meets his sister for the first time. Interesting. You get to see one of those, what are they called? Rift Hampson species. Carcadons. Oh, oh. yeah, yeah, there's one of those. Yes. Oh, out man. of the water. Maybe it's like his cousin. Well, we've yeah. seen him out of the water before in the Clone Yeah, Wars. but I like this one. <laughs> <laughs> Let me yeah. school you for once, Brian. Please do, because I don't know anything. I'm just winging it. <laughs> <laughs> That's our secret. I'm always unknowing. <sighs> yeah, yeah. So get those. And uh, 
Dooku, does he break his leg? I think he broke his leg in this thing, because him and his sister get into that, like, temple place, I, and then I don't remember falls. if he broke his leg, but, yeah, I mean, it I know he ends up in the infirmary. ton of, uh, ton of building on top of him. Yeah, because that, this is another thing I thought went really well, was the foreshadowing of the dragon. Yeah. I thought that was cool, that Dooku, like, touched it, and he's like, I'm having visions! They're like, yeah. oh, no, this is bad. And then Lee Castana's <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. She's, she's interesting. I'm, what? I'm, I'm, Hi, I'm back. Oh, oh hey. I shorted out. Oh, Uh-oh. we didn't even know you were gone. <laughs> <laughs> I talk too much. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So You're do you re- do you remember that the the other Jedi Master's name, the one that's always like really mad for some reason? What was her name? It was like it was like Bail or Bara or Bandon, Master Bandon. Is it Bandon? So like the one the one on the council that like. Yeah, that's always like, you shouldn't yeah. be doing that. Don't touch that. Yeah, I thought it was Bandon. Yeah. Bandon. I don't like her. <laughs> 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 She's so awful all the time. She's just mean and angry, and you're like, what are you even doing? Like, dude, you shouldn't even be in there. We're like, I know, but why are you so mad? Yeah. That would be me. <laughs> it would. Yes, that's Savannah, and we found your character. <laughs> that's me as a Jedi. I've never wanted to be a Jedi, but if I were a Jedi, I'd be that one. Yeah, don't touch that. It's like the, the <laughs> younger stuff. The, the younger Jocasta knew. <laughs> yeah. Just gra- it's sense. like it's like McGonagall in Harry Potter. This oh. book this kind of felt like Harry Potter in a couple of sections. Yes. Here. Oh yeah, and they're just okay. So I loved when they were sneaking around the temple because that is like yes. everything I've ever wanted yep. in a little Jedi story. I'm just like, please, please go do something like terribly bad and sneak in and mess stuff up. Right? Yeah. They went into the forbidden was- section. Yeah, that was just like was in awesome. Harry Potter, <laughs> and they're kids that are like, we got to hide. And then the master comes around, and it's like Filch and his cat. Yeah, it's like go. the little droid, and they're like, quick, just get in the room. He'll he'll sweep up the sand. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, got some Harry Potter vibes, and I'm down. And they had yeah. the Bogan collection, yeah. which we saw in uh in the Darth Vader comic series that we read. Savannah. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So that was neat. How did you guys feel about? him and his sister secretly communicating and like with the passing of his mother and how did you feel about all of that i mean i thought it was cool that they talked and i just thought it was interesting because we haven't really seen a relationship like that with jedi like there's been romantic relationships but we haven't really seen like strong sibling bonds i feel like and his sister was really the only one in his family that showed any passion for him or yeah. care in the yeah, world. Yeah. Like, his brother was a terrible person, too. It wasn't yep. just his dad. Right. Yep. Um, his mom was just like, I'm, I'm, I'm alive. I'm cool. I'm right here. Yeah. yeah. not alive. So. <laughs> you know how your father gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I liked like, it. Don't, don't be like your father's son. And he's like, what? She's like, nothing. I'm talking to the kids. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> You talking again, woman? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just awful. I I th- I agree with Katie. I think that was really cool because yeah. this just further proves attachments can be a bad thing, mm-hmm. uh, and also explains why they grab them as babies instead of kids. Because yeah. when you have those familial attachments, then mm-hmm. you start thinking that the temple isn't your home, and you start thinking your home planet's your home, and then you start forming that attachment. And you're like, you know what? Maybe. Um, I did like, I liked his sister a lot. I think she was cool. Mm-hmm. She was really nice. And I was like, oh, I have a brother. I'm going to go talk I to him. I know. Oh, you're a And Jedi she now. wanted to include him in like their family's life, even though the rest of her family was terrible. Yep. Right. Yep. 
And you can't really do that as a Jedi. No. I feel bad for her, too, because I felt like both of them were in a situation where they really needed someone else. And neither of them were supposed to have that someone else. That's true. It's true. It was a neat neat idea to add a sister to Dooku's family. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you, Katie. I'm glad it wasn't like um, almost like a boyfriend-girlfriend situation. I'm glad it was a brother-sister relationship that they showed because, I mean, I have an older brother that I talk to all the time, and I just, like, I mean, I love my brother to death, and I just, I think it's really cool in Star Wars when you have those sibling relationships shown Mm -hmm. um, and the bond and, like, the influence of having a sibling and, and how much like how important they are in your life um but it was just so sad that his brother and his dad were terrible um but like you said brian it was interesting to see that part of the um you know attachments are forbidden because when i think of attachments are forbidden i think of people like um satine and obi-wan and anakin and padme and like passionate love affairs not oh, let me call my sister, or oh, my sister's right. calling, got to see what's up. I don't think of that side of it, um, and I thought that was really interesting. Um, and he knew right away when he met her that there was something that was, like, pulling him to her. Um, and he was like, I met this person, and something feels familiar about them, and he just knew, like, that was his sister, which I thought was really neat. Um, Agreed. I loved that. I really me too. loved that. I, I did like that when... When they got, like, in the rubble, when the thing came down on top of them, Dooku's like, I can lift this! Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I got this! And Sebadius is like, bro, bro, that's yeah. not you, that's Yoda. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm doing it! No! No, you're really not! Just don't yeah. move! <laughs> I'm, I'm now thinking about this, I'm like, I wonder if, like, Yoda secretly in the past had, like, this attachment or something, because, I mean, then we've got Dooku. And then Qui-Gon had something going on that we don't really know about, but yeah. somebody gave him a fancy diamond. Yep. And then we have <laughs> Obi-Wan, and we have Anakin, and I'm just like, hmm. Yeah, there's a little something something. Yeah. I agree. Maybe I agree. Yaddle, like, went on a date <laughs> with Yoda, and it didn't go well, and she, like, totally ghosted him after that, but they had to still work together, and then he was just like, you know what? No attachments. Nobody can ever have attachments ever. <laughs> you, ever you again. just made that up because he was offended. Yeah. 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 To leave, one of us has to. Yeah. I, Wait, I so don't. Qui-Gon had a diamond? So that's in Master and Apprentice. Fire oh. diamond or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It's really cool. I, I want, I, okay. I was really glad they put that in because that was like one of my favorite parts in the Jedi Apprentice books. Yep. Is that Qui-Gon had that kind of stuff going on? Because it just fits him but i'm just like wait who is this person was it another jedi was it just oh my goodness random right. person please he met? be like, tall please be tall yes yep yeah oh i need to i need to read also, this now see now also, i'm invested who's just carrying fire diamonds around with them like somebody like, that seems like an somebody expensive who was thing. in How love you get that? <laughs> uh, yeah yeah dude savannah it's so good we, I mean, we we can go in on Master and Apprentice on a, on a okay. whole episode. So we'll, we'll bounce on we'll, we'll bounce on this we'll one. We'll loop back around on that sometime after I read slash listen to it, <laughs> and we'll do like a full discussion because now I'm very intrigued. Good, it's yeah, it's such it's, a good time for Qui Gon content, right, Katie? Mm-hmm. That's a, that's the thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Everyone, Katie is also a massive Qui Gon fan, uh, which is why she's replacing Savannah. <laughs> the <dorky. laughs> honestly if it had to be someone i'm okay with it being katie you know that's true i'm replaceable by anyone 
Savannah's <laughs> only replaceable by Katie. <laughs> I'll allow it. <laughs> yeah. But I, I so I liked I liked that Dooku even as a kid was very much like I'm gonna be the best, and uh, when they did the whole uh, like trials, you know, which was really cool because it was very much like uh, the Jedi Apprentice series, you know, mm-hmm. where the younglings give like an exhibition and then the masters come and kind of look and decide if they want to take an apprentice or not, mm-hmm. and Dooku was like obsessed with Kastana because it was like she's yeah she's into that dark stuff and I like that dark stuff, um, but then she chose sifo Diaz, and Dooku's like, what? And then Yoda was like, hey, Dooku, tag. <laughs> and and I, I really, really liked the approach to training with him because, you know, it was like Sanube is teaching what's-her-face over there, and then Kastana and sifo Diaz are going around doing their little adventures, and Yoda's just, like, meditating in front of a tree. And I know. And Dooku's going yeah. crazy over it. He's like, look at me! And Yoda's like, hmm. And he's like, I'm, I'm going to move the tree. I'm going to move you. <laughs> and it what? was like old school martial arts stuff, you know, empty your cup so that you can learn stuff. Yeah. What was that one kid's name? Uh, Arath? Was that his name? Yes. And yep. and Duke is like, ha, ha, sucker. You got to keep learning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha, you're reading books. That's, a, that's Savannah. As a hey. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> hey. He's like, you're reading books. Get out of here. <laughs> You know, oh, that's man. just not even necessary. I mean, we're trying to make you friends with books. I'm that's working on it. You here. just said something about Qui-Gon with a fire diamond, and I'm I'm interested now. Okay, now we know. All you we have to do is Joey. talk about any sort of love interest with Qui-Gon, because you know I ship him and Shmi harder than anything in the whole <laughs> universe. Wait, what? <laughs> oh, Katie. <laughs> she doesn't know who tall is, Katie. We have to forgive her. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Yep. I don't know who that is at all. Um, yeah, but every time I watch The Phantom Menace, I give my own commentary where I fill in the gaps of silence with them professing <laughs> their love to each other. <laughs> they would make beautiful babies. And I know that maybe <laughs> Shmi had know? a secret child after Anakin left. I'm just saying. Oh, my God. Anakin's got a half-brother out there. His name is Brygon. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. I honestly, we could do a whole episode just about that because I hardcore believe in the fact that they were. Mm-hmm, they were. Well, <laughs> this is a family-friendly show, Savannah. I didn't what say anything. On? I was just saying they like each other. Yeah, fair. I understand. They love uh, each other. I, okay. Well. <laughs> 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 the Dorky Dee after dark. Um. Yeah, so that happened. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Um, Moving on. I have a question for you guys because this is something that I didn't realize. Did you guys know before this that Dooku was on the Jedi Council? I didn't. Nope. Okay. Which is pretty awesome, actually, when you think about it. Yeah. Makes sense. It also hurts even more for the fact that Anakin wasn't on the Jedi Council. It was like, really? (laughs) You let Dooku on there? Dooku was a master. That's the thing. It's like Dooku was renowned. Like he wasn't just like a Jedi people do. It's like, no, he was Yoda's like star apprentice. Yeah. One of the best duelists out there, like super well-known. He was very much like, oh, you want Dooku to handle it? He will handle it. You know, he's somebody who doesn't really mess around. Even as a kid, he's not like, I'm going to go have fun. He's like, I'm going to show you. I'm like, all right, Dooku, calm down, buddy. <laughs> you know, don't call me do. You're like, all right. 
<laughs> that's another big difference between Qui-Gon and Dooku because Dooku is all about like I'm better than you and that's why I'm gonna succeed where Qui-Gon is just like I don't want to fail and that's why I'll succeed exactly exactly and I, I like that they kind of hinted at that when they found out oh he's from Sereno they're like oh yeah we can tell the way you walk around it's just like <laughs> yeah. oh look at this and they're like ah uh, yep that makes sense oh that's your dad yeah you know what didn't know that before, but I felt it before this happened. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not surprised. That was probably exactly. one of the best things about the story is when you're hearing all these things that he's saying and doing, you can just close your eyes and picture him just walking around, strutting with his nose up in the air, <laughs> just being like, I mean, he has a very nice regal posture anyways in the movies, yep. but you can just picture him as a young person, like literally just traipsing through the world like he owns it. Exactly. <laughs> He's that one that like perfects everything. It's like, oh, you're you're really good, but you're not feeling it. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't need to feel. You're like, okay, fair, great, fair <laughs> enough. You know. So I love that it. I also love that it took a month mm-hmm. of Yoda just meditating in front of a tree before yeah. Dooku finally was like, ah, <sighs> <sighs> now what? And Yoda's like, just, are you ready? <laughs> he just he just comes back and complains. He's like, sister, Yoda still won't talk to me. I know. <laughs> I was going to lift a tree, and he didn't even care. They're doing cool stuff over there. And Yoda's like, are you done? Are you done complaining? Because I got I got 800 years to teach you, and you're just, uh, stop showing off so I can show you. Yeah, so that was that was very, I really liked, I liked it a lot. I'm going to tear that tree down. We're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah, right? <laughs> just such an angsty youngling. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Dooku. And yeah, it, it is very much a difference between him and Qui-Gon, because they, they even mention uh, in Master and Apprentice that Qui-Gon, even as a kid, was very calm and very, like, right. wise beyond his years. And well, we when he was around, you're calm. In, even in this. I agree. There's there's a couple scenes with him as a youngling. Yep. It's it's good. It's real good. Um, so they do that. They begin their training. Um, Sifo-Dyas' does not go very well. Mm. He, uh, so there was something that Costana did that I thought was kind of neat with the hand wrappings. What do you guys oh, think yeah, about yeah, that? Yeah. She does like a, a ritual thing where like if you get touched by the dark side, they're like, quick, you need to get this on and say these words and eat this plant and like <laughs> ritually. You know, Hippie dippy like, trippy. <laughs> yeah, like old school ritual stuff that's like, oh, where is, what is this going on? And they like wrap their arms up in these ribbons and whatnot and I don't know, say this like seance thing. But she was a Jedi. And then Sifo Sifo Dias is a really sad story. Yeah. I didn't know that he was going to be in this story at all, let alone as much as he was. Um, Sure. And I thought that was really cool because we we know so little about him. Um, And anytime he's mentioned in anything canon, I feel like my ears perk up. It's like, ooh, ooh, what is this? You know? Um, Yeah. So. I agree. That was really cool, but it, it it's interesting how um, his visions really affected him as well. Yeah. Um, and it was neat how they did that in the audio drama. Anything like something mystical was happening with the Force or there was a vision or something was going on where it, it wasn't like words being spoken. It was something that was being said or heard or just something happening with the Force. You could tell what was going on based on like the sound effects and stuff that they used, which I thought was really interesting. Yep. Um. So, yeah. I don't know if it's like that in the regular audiobooks, but I liked it in this. In Star Wars audiobooks it is, not in regular <laughs> audiobooks. Yeah. But th- and that's an, that's another thing that I 
that I liked about this, because you're right, I'm the same way. When Sifo Diaz's name come up, you're like, what? The guy that made the order for the clone army? You're like, how? How did this happen? You know, because in Plagueis, you kind of get a little thing where, like, Plagueis kind of gets in his head. You know what I mean? And he's like, oh, God, you're right. We're not we're not ready for the attack at all. I need to do, you know. <laughs> Whereas in this, in this, which is, you know, now the canon reason, it's like he's having these visions of the horrible things that are coming, and he goes a little crazy. And and it goes into what you said before, where, like, there are certain, each Jedi is their own person. So they have their own wants and needs and, and ambitions and what they want to do and things that they care about outside of the macro picture of the Jedi Order. And with Kostana, see, taking on sifo as a kid, and then when the visions start, she becomes like this protective mother that's like, I know he's a time bomb, but we can't let him be put in that rehabilitation center. You know what I mean? So she starts kind of hiding what's going on and like just how bad these things are really getting, uh, which I thought was a really interesting choice. Mm-hmm. It's like a human choice where she kind of took took sifo over as almost like a child. You know, like, Dooku, we need to protect him. We need to do this. Instead of like, oh, I'm going to go to the council and be like, hey, what do you think? sifo is tripping out today. You know, she was like, we don't need to tell anyone. Put these wrappings on. Dooku, come over here. We need to do this little thing. Like, smell the incense. <laughs> you know? And I don't. I just thought that was a really interesting choice. And I feel like we really got to know sifo through this thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So that, so that was kind of cool. Makes it really sad that, like, he killed him. <laughs> like, yeah. it's cold-blooded, man. And even says, like, oh, sifo yeah, he's my best friend. You're like, oh, uh, boy. This yeah. ends sad. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was kind of neat. There was a lot yeah. of sad stuff that happened at the end of this book <laughs> or this story. <laughs> there, was, there was. So he, they, they, uh, things are kind of south <laughs> on Sereno <laughs> when, uh, when things get, when things get toward the end of this. And so another thing that I really, really enjoyed in this was actually kind of explaining how Dooku left the order. Mm-hmm. Cause that's something we've always kind of wondered. Right. Um, and you know, in the old EU, like the, in the comics, it was Qui-Gon's death that kind of pushed him away, you know? Cause it was like the last straw. And then Dooku's like, you know what? If they hadn't sent Qui-Gon on this mission, he wouldn't have been killed, blah, blah, blah. Whereas now it was much more of like a, uh, like, how do I put it? Like, he he always loved Sereno. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, even as a kid, ever since he went there, he was like, okay, this is my home. And, like, he just knew that this was his home. And with his sister, it kind of kept him tethered to it. So it made it a real thing for him. Mm-hmm. And then by the end, you find out that the Jedi... It's another thing that they explain really well in this book is where the Jedi went wrong in all these different ways. And one of the big ones was, like, the the political side of it. You know, it was like, we need to help this planet that's super far out, but if we did that Republic resources, you know, we just don't have the manpower to do this. And then you find out, oh, it has uh, it has something that can benefit the Republic, and then they send their people out. Right. You know what I mean? It's like they don't help people to help people. They help people to yeah. help the Republic as a whole. And the Jedi are like, are we supposed to be doing it for the sake of it? And they're yeah. like, eh, well, like... This this uh this audio drama and Master and Apprentice actually they kind of paint Yoda in a bad light. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I, I, I love Yoda, but story too. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of a dick in these two. <laughs> it's awful. 
Yeah. And like, no, just just repress everything. Just, just exactly. Just hide it. Just pretend it doesn't exist. Don't think exactly. about it. Exactly. It's See, like he's having visions of the future. D- shut it down. <laughs> Somebody <laughs> broke Yoda's heart. Someone broke his heart. I'm just saying. It's it's Yaddle. Yeah. It's, yeah, exactly. It it's Yaddle. back to Yaddle. It. Look at her little snooty <laughs> face on the Jedi Council. She's just like, hmm. he needs oh, to I know. Look, look at that hand. hair. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I still have my hair. Like, yeah. oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> what if she like cut his off because she was oh, mad at him or something? Yeah, exactly. And then he has to look at her hair all the time. It just eats away at him. Yep, <laughs> we figured it out, guys. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, he's very much. I mean, th- what was interesting as well in this is they got like, they basically are saying if you're looking into the future, you're getting too close to the dark side. Yeah. You know, which I think was different because in episode two, they straight up says like our ability to see the future has been diminished. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's like, okay, so they're looking into the future. But it was like, if anyone else does it, it's like, don't do it because <laughs> that's bad and it's going to lead to the dark side, which in theory I get in the same way that I understand the no attachments rule. But at the same time, it's like you can't dismiss everything because right. if you do, then you're going to miss out on the part that's like, oh, a train's coming. You're like, don't look into the future. And then you get hit by a train. <laughs> You're like, right. oh, well, okay. Like they need to find the balance because the Jedi are very much extreme. Like, do not do this. Exactly. do this. Whereas Qui-Gon, the reason he does so well is because he keeps things balanced. Exactly. Like, he makes the right choice in the situation. He doesn't just make a rule for all situations. Exactly. Which is, you know, the best thing about him. Exactly. It's so good. And it just, it, it's also interesting when you see the difference in in teaching technique between Dooku and Qui-Gon. Yeah. Because Dooku's very much like, I want, like he doesn't really, (laughs) he always had this sort of like, this is the way that it is because it's the right way to do things. And I'm the best at it. And even when he gets an apprentice like Qui-Gon, who's like, oh, I just want to look at the holocron real quick. You know, it'd be kind of neat to learn. He's like, what are you (laughs) doing? Don't listen to your teachers. They don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) You know, so so that's, that's a, an interesting thing. What did you think about his brother, Dooku's brother? He was a jerk. He was awful. <laughs> I hated him. I didn't <laughs> like his brother about, at all. What well, do you think about how gonna, that like, ended? He was going to frame Dooku for killing his sister. I was like, well, that's evil. Yeah. What, he went so from what, like, hey, sister, I'll protect you. I mean, I'm kind of annoyed by you, but I'll protect you too. I'm just going to murder you and frame my other brother for it. Yeah, vying for power, man. Those Serenos, you can't trust them. Honestly, the fact that Dooku killed him didn't bother me in the slightest bit. I was just like, cool, good for you. Like, Yeah, he kind of handled that, didn't he? Yeah. Yep. I didn't, that didn't bother me at all. And I, I think that, for me, made me understand more like why Dooku... Fe- not in, I don't even like to say the word fell to the dark side. It's just the fact that he left the Jedi Order. Like, this story really... I, I don't know. I feel for him. It makes sense. Um, that's that's exactly it. It makes sense. It's yeah. like he chose the dark side, knowing yeah. full well what it was. Right. Well, it's like uh, I don't know. I thought it was kind of a good image in the book when he's like up on the ship or the building or whatever, and he just kind of skydives down onto the beast. And yeah. Just like, that, that's Dooku plunging towards the dark side. He's like, I know what I'm jumping into, and I'm gonna do it. Exactly. Exactly. That was pretty awesome. Just embracing it. Do you yeah. think he was force lightning people like really young? Because the audiobook made it kind of sound like it's like, oh, his fingers got lightning near him, blah, 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 before he even like went to the dark side. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he zapped that one guy when he was with Qui Gon, and then he zapped all yeah. the droids. Well, yeah, Qui Gon didn't see it though. He's like, he's like, 
yeah, it could be bad for you. And Qui-Gon comes up. He's like, what's up, Qui-Gon? Not, not yeah. doing anything. That was hardcore. Shinda Maul. That was, that was nuts. Yeah. Nuts. I... I I get it. Like, I get why he chose to leave. Um, and I think that's why I like his character so much now. Because I just assumed for him, just like everybody, to be manipulated to death by Palpatine. And that wasn't really the case here. So It was just his own decision. Yeah. Which probably adds to the thing we were talking about before. Where most Sith, up in, uh, outside of Dooku are the snarling, dark side, right. consume rage balls, where he's like, oh, no, I know what this is. <laughs> you know, lightning everywhere. <laughs> so maybe that's why he can, like, keep his composure and be cool and collected and, like, do his deal because he knows full well what he's doing. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of that's kind of neat. And he's always been kind of pressing the boundaries. I feel like he doesn't, like, that. oh, so that was another thing. We're gonna, Welcome to ADD Podcast. Uh, when... <laughs> when he when he first finds Costana and he basically is like, You're a Sith and I'm gonna kill you We're like, Whoa as like a Padawan and she's like, You're right, I am a Sith just to kinda of get him mad. Mm-hmm. Right. That I was, was so confused. Choice. I was like, Wait, what? what? Yeah. How, yeah. Wh- why why does this like twelve year old notice she's a Sith and no one else does? Something suspicious is going yeah. on. Right? A Jedi Master. And she just like eggs him on too. She's like, You're yeah. right. I'm this Sith and I've got all these things. And Dooku's like, well, then I'm going to kill you. Oh, and she's got the convoy. She's got the convoy and she's like, yeah. I thought that was really cool. Yeah. I agree. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. The other one got like eaten. Uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> I did. It's really cool that he's riding a giant dragon at the end. Like, yeah. That's pretty nuts. I like I want to see that on screen. Yeah. Yeah. I want like an official picture of this thing. Yeah. Right. What did you guys think about, like, how the story ended with his sister? Mm, I, I was, was mad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was, was like, upset. wait, you went through all that effort to find her? Just just to, to kill, kill her. her? Yeah. yeah. She, was about, she was, like, on the verge of dying anyway. So, like, why'd you put yeah. so much effort in? Yeah. I think it shows, though, the full circle of how far he has turned and how committed he is to the dark side. Because, obviously, that was a very important person to him. And yep. it, I honestly think that's just to show us, like, oh, he's committed. Like, Yeah, exactly. He has no gone from ends. point A to point Z. And this is, this is the full circle. But, it, yeah, it sucked. Because, I, mean I, yeah. I mean, I got attached to her. I liked her. At that Same. point, he probably already killed Sifudius. If Like, we've got Clone Wars stuff going on. But yeah, I, just, I think so. I always think back to like the Legends thing where to like fully become a Sith, you had to kill someone like close to you or like yep. sacrifice something. And so I don't know. Maybe that I was agree. more of a... Because I feel like with sifo that was more like a got to <clears throat> get rid of him. He knows too much. Whereas with his sister, it was more like, no, I'm fully completing. Like, this is not my life anymore. Yeah. Right, right. Literally cutting down all ties to anything outside of right. pretty much Palpatine's master plan. It's, I, I also love the irony that, like, you know, Sereno was a Sith planet a long time ago. They The Sereno house kicked the Sith off, and then the Sereno last became remaining... became Sith, yeah. Yeah, the last remaining member becomes a Sith. Right. P- pretty nuts. Pretty mm. nuts. It was good, though. I, I, yeah. I really enjoyed this. And there's a lot that we kind of yeah. bounced over and whatnot. And I'm trying to, like... Because I listened to both Master and Apprentice and Dooku Lost, I'm like, oh, yeah, this, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, Shenda Maul. And I'm like, wait, no, that's Master and Apprentice. Okay, yeah. this, and, and this was cool. No, oh, wait, no, that's the other thing. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
there's a lot there's a lot to really like about this yeah i think um, i'm gonna try to listen to it again i know katie you said same. you listened to it several times right yeah yeah i think this is the type of story where you it's not like you want to listen to it again because you miss so much stuff but i think it takes you a little while to get used to the voices and that's true <laughs> kind of place like who is who and so i think that i need to re-listen to it and i'll catch more details but it's fun because it's not like you're just listening to the same exact story again. I think I'll catch, I'll like pick up more small details that I missed the first time, um, yeah. which is nice because that's like how people watch movies and stuff too. Like you can watch movies multiple times and catch new things every time. Um, so, True. I mean, overall, I really liked it, but I definitely think it's something that I personally need to listen to another time to fully absorb. Um, and I've, I've honestly heard a couple people say that already too. So. Sure. I, I don't feel alone <laughs> but yeah. um i i'm so happy they wrote this story um because getting to know more about people like and their turn to the dark side i think is so interesting um i agree and now yeah. it's neat to see someone who wasn't fully manipulated by palpatine because that is just so common um mm -hmm. and it's nice to kind of get a little breath of fresh air <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah, overall, I really, really liked it. And I hope they do more of these in the future. I hope they do more audio dramas because, um, I mean, the audiobooks are great, but this one was neat with the full cast of characters and everything. Yeah. I agree. And I mean, and it had, it it had well Tiny Qui-Gon, so. It yeah. did. That was, it really I was just did. like, I, I was like, Tiny Qui-Gon, you, you are adorable. I want to meet Tiny Qui-Gon. Same, same. I love the back and forth when they were like, well, what if they do that? He goes, well, then I'll figure that out. Well, what yeah. about this? No, I don't think that's going to work. He's <laughs> just yeah. very, like, he I, was, I love they were, it. They were doing that one thing to try to like trap the one guy. And he's like, ooh, ooh, can we play Sabacc? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's, he's like, like, I want to learn. We get, can we get a drink? And the guy's yeah. like, you're a child, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. God, he's just the best. Even as a kid. Yeah. Team Qui-Gon all day. Yeah. We should make um, Team Qui-Gon stickers and shirts. Yes. I will put them all on <laughs> at once. <laughs> I, I, I want a Team Qui-Gon shirt. Yes. All right. I'll talk to Melissa. She can help yeah, make that happen. Yeah, let's figure something out. I ha she made a Qui-Gon sticker that I have right in front of me on my laptop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. yeah, they're the best. God, he really is the coolest. And I, I like seeing that, that the back and forth. And it's interesting to see how the personalities, like they are who they are. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of grow even more so into who they are as they get older. And Dooku is exactly that. Qui-Gon's like that. And we got to see that with these like time jumps, you know? Yeah. So it all kind of, it all kind of makes sense. I, I do believe at the end when Dooku was like, you know what? I'm going home. I'm the count. My family's dead. Uh, I'm going to take over and, and Sereno's going to prosper on its own accord. We don't need the Republic. We don't need any of this. Um, I do think he had the best intentions. Yeah. Yeah. At that point. I, I think he honestly cared. Yeah. I think so too. And I think that's um, the interesting part about his character is in the beginning, you really do see that he did have a heart and everything that he did, you know, to try and make contact with his sister showed that he cared. Um, yep. And that's why the story is just so tragic and sad is because you see him change. But it's... 
I mean, this is a little prevalent in Game of Thrones right now, if you guys are watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> but it's like interesting to, to see people go from good to bad. And Yeah, it's true. It can be the littlest thing. All it, it takes sucks. is a tiny push. Yeah, it sucks, but it's, I mean, it's fun to watch. <laughs> true. Even with, like, you know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. You mm-hmm. know, it's it's very much one of those things. Uh, but, I, I, I mean, it's just cool that we got Jedi Dooku stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and he was a Jedi master. He was on the council. Like, it makes, after hearing this, it makes total sense why in episode two, when Padme's like, I think Count Dooku did it. Mace Windu's like, what? Yeah. No. <laughs> there's no way. Yeah. Mace Windu Moon's wasn't like, in the story now that I think about it. You know? Good. You know? You're right. He wasn't. Oh. That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was he doing? Interesting. <laughs> Maybe he was visiting a lady friend. <laughs> hey, hey, you know what? We found out they all got side pieces. So. <laughs> <laughs> But for, I mean, yeah, I mean, that, that'd be, yeah. I mean, I, I, it, it all, I, I love when EU stuff further enhances the movies, which is my, in my opinion, that's the point. Yeah. You know, anything outside of the movies should enhance the movie experience because right. the movies are the gold. Um, and to have this tiny thing, you know, Count Duke is a political idealist, not a murderer. They're like, you're right. But after this, you're like 100%. They haven't talked to him in forever. Last they heard, he left the order to help his planet because he's a count. You know, it's like, all right, cool. So I'm like, I think Count Dooku did. That makes no sense. Yeah. Like, you, you don't understand. We were, we're, we're watching uh, Revenge of the Sith the other day, and I thought it was funny because, like, when Palpatine's goading Anakin into killing Dooku, I was like, that's basically the same situation his sister was in. Where he's like, wait, I, she's like, wait, I trust you. And he's like, and now my new apprentice, just just kill her. Yeah. Where it's like, he ends up at the same Position. You're right. Oh, that's good. Mm. It's like poetry. He's like, I trusted <laughs> you, Palpatine. I'm yeah. with you. And he's like, and Anakin, I like you better. Why don't you just, just get rid Jeez. of him? I, I remember that. Like, that's one of the best moments ever. You know, do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> especially with, like, the, the old EU had it to where Palpatine told him, like, here's the deal. Obi-Wan Anakin's going to come in. If they get the upper hand, I'll jump in. Don't worry about it. And right. then he doesn't, and you're like, yeah. oh, <laughs> the look of betrayal in Dooku's eyes are like, uh-huh. wait, yeah. And I mean, that's what he gets for a kid. Imagine if one of his last memories outside of like the utter betrayal of his master is thinking that that's what happened to his sister. Yeah. Oh, man. You're like, wow, you deserve this, buddy. Dang. <laughs> Nuts. Nuts. Great. I, I like the story a lot. I, I do too. it was really cool. And it's, yeah. uh, it's interesting that it's, it is different from an audiobook as well cuz like with this you could close your eyes and see it animated. Yes. You know, it's yeah. like that's the best part about an audio drama is it's the audio from a drama. So like if you just took a, if you took Clone Wars and turned the TV off but kept the sound on, it's not possible yet, but one day. Uh that's what you would hear. You know, yeah. full production value, full cast, music, sound effects, all of it. And that's what this was. Um it's kind of cool. I wanted to mention too just as like a final note. Um, I thought it was really neat that they used music from both the prequel trilogy and the original trilogy throughout the story. Yes. Um, because obviously like those songs and tracks are so familiar to us, but to hear it in different contexts, like to hear original trilogy music in the context of a prequel era story, that it wasn't alarming. It was just like, oh, this is neat. Like it does fit in here, you know, like that was pretty cool to see. I agree. So. I, I have a question for you guys. 
Yeah. Uh-oh. So at the end of the the audio drama, there's this moment where she's like in her head, and Kai Narek is there, and Dooku's there, and then like there's another Dooku there. What was your guys' interpretation of that? Because that was confusing. That was one thing that I didn't even decide on because I was just like, <laughs> I don't know what's happening here. Maybe yeah. that's something that I'll understand more when I listen to it again. That stuff like that happened on a couple occasions in the story, and I was just like, I don't know what's going on here. Um yeah <laughs> i'm actually yeah. with savannah on this one i'm still kind of confused about it yeah, there were, okay, there were a few too, moments so. throughout there were a few moments throughout where i was like okay wait what what happened hold on yeah. go back yeah oh okay because it isn't it's not an audio book so there's not like yeah. oh go back and then he'll be like and then he picked up the chest and he looked yeah. inside you yeah. know you just got one be like what's this chest and then it looks it up and it bites you You're like what is <laughs> hold on hold on yeah I actually did go back and listen to that part, though, several times at the end because I thought I was missing something. And I was like, I'm not missing anything. It just is weird. (laughs) Because she's like, she's just kind of there and Kyneris in her head. And he's like, yeah, Dooku's not what you think. And then, like, all of a sudden she's in a room with Dooku at a desk and he's, like, all messy. And then another Dooku's there and he's like, ha, ha, I'm evil. And Kai's like, no. And then then she's, like, running in a forest. (laughs) Yeah. No, I was definitely on the lost spectrum (laughs) yeah same it was not just you yeah it's it's a different it's a different thing this is one you have to listen to multiple times Mm -hmm. yeah you know to kind of pick up on all the nuances and stuff and little things that they'll like offhanded mention you know oh wait what hold on and uh yeah i agree i'm still kind of i don't know do you guys have (laughs) any um closing thoughts about it Katie, anything you haven't said? Um, I don't, not, mm, I don't know. It was just, it was really good, and I really enjoyed it, and just the era and the characters, and I do hope they do more. Yeah. What about you, Brian? I agree. What Katie said. Yeah. yeah and also tiny Qui Gon. Also tiny Qui Gon. More yeah. of that because yes. he's more, just the more best. More tiny Qui Gon. The best, Aww. and he's always been the best. Tell your friends. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I bet baby Qui-Gon was like talking way more than everybody else, but like saying complete sentences and they're just like, <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, yeah, that's true. He 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 had stuff to say. I, I, want, I want a story about baby Qui-Gon, like with the, the nanny droids and everything, like trying to keep his little clan under control. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, get, like goading other toddlers out of their snacks and whatever. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's just oh, the man. best. Um, I love it. Before we sign off, uh, we actually have a really exciting giveaway that we want to Yeah, we do. So um, I think we talked about him in our Celebration Recap episode, but Brian and I uh, met someone at Celebration who we've known about for a long time, but we never had the opportunity to meet him, and his name is Kevin. He works for Lucasfilm, and he edits and makes a lot of the trailers that we see, especially for the Clone Wars. Um, He's amazing. He's amazing. He was super sweet and super great. Like he came to the meetup. We talked so much. We had just a great time chatting with him throughout the weekend. Um, And he was so generous and gave Brian and I something to do a giveaway on the podcast. So 
it's so sweet of him. He gave us um, a crew hat from The Last Jedi, and it has the uh, Space Bear logo on it, which was the working title for The Last Jedi. Um, yep. It's a brand new hat. He said, you know, it hasn't been used. It's just been sitting around. And he was like, here, you guys can have this. And I was like, what? Yeah. Um, so I'm going to post a photo of this hat on the Dorky Diva Show Twitter account. Um, anyone can enter. All you have to do to enter the giveaway is follow us on Twitter at Dorky Diva Show. Um, and then please tweet us a gif of your favorite Star Wars character with the hashtag give me that hat. <laughs> and Brian came up with that two minutes before the show. Um, so yeah. So again, Follow us on Twitter at Dorky Diva Show. Tweet us a gif of your favorite Star Wars character, or you can just send us a photo of your favorite character. That's fine too. With the hashtag Gimme Dat Hat. Um, <laughs> I can't believe you actually did it. I did it. I told you I was putting it in the show notes. <laughs> so um, how, did, how, did, how did you spell it? We got to make sure all so of them are spelled It's Gimme, G I M M E, Dat, D A T, Hat, H A T. If you misspell something, you're not going to be penalized. Just give it your best shot. If you spell perfectly, that's great. If not, no big deal. Um, the giveaway ends May 26, uh, which is a Sunday, and we'll announce the winner uh, that evening on Twitter. And like I said, this is open to everyone. So if you're an international listener, you're more than welcome to enter as well. Um, and we'll probably throw in some Dorky Diva stickers and things like that as well. Um, but yeah, so just thank you, Kevin, for, um, yeah, for real. gifting us it's that awesome. really awesome piece uh and like i said it's it's a it's a crew hat so it's not like you can just get these anywhere and it's really cool and it's really cool and has a panda on the front and you guys <laughs> know true. pandas are my favorite animal and i think they're brian's favorite animal too right yep uh, it's literally perfect this I was know. meant to happen that's why we had to give it away because we kept fighting over it yeah <laughs> we were gonna rip it in half <laughs> we were and then we didn't know who gets the ilm part who gets the panda part yeah. we both wanted the panda part it just it's just better we're giving it away yeah so, so yeah <laughs> tweet us our, our our battle for a hat has turned into your luck hashtag give me that hat <laughs> give me that hat katie Which you have to say it too. too say the hashtag katie give me that hat yeah there you i love go. it <laughs> oh my God. Uh, okay cool um and we're not going to be posting details online about how to enter this so literally if you listen to the show you're the only people that really know how to enter this giveaway it's so secret. that's right you, you gotta be i'm not the, telling gotta anyone. be in the secret society yeah you're in a secret right. club here um so before we go katie where can people find you online um they can find me on roguefangirls.blogspot.com for the blog or they can find me on instagram at the rogue fangirls nice and brian where can people find you People can find me online at Jedi Brian everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all that good stuff. Also at BrianBalance.com. Thanks to the geniuses over at Odit Creative. Check out the interesting podcast who, uh, funnily enough, I just had Jonathan Davis on. And if you like audiobooks, then you know who that is. He's a delight and he's really funny. Uh, so he came on. If you like, uh, you like Star Wars, you like audiobooks, you like Jonathan Davis. All three of those. Uh, check it out. Brian Balance on iTunes. I think is the easiest way to find it. Balance with two L's. <laughs> uh, yep. I think that's it. Yep. You can find me um, 
on Facebook and Twitter at The Dorky Diva. I'm also on Instagram at The Dorky Diva. The blog is thedorkydiva.com. Um, if you want to follow our show on Twitter, you can do that at Dorky Diva Show, which we just talked about because that's where you're going to enter the giveaway. Um, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at dorkydivashow at gmail.com and we will answer any questions that you send us on the air. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can do that at patreon.com slash thedorkydiva. And yes, if you are a patron of ours and you are waiting for the next episode of the Darth Vader comic (laughs) series, we are coming back soon. I am so sorry for the delay. Um, I was really hoping that we could record last week and I was like, I can't even reach out to Brian and see his availability because I have no availability. Um, True. Yeah, none. So we will be returning with that very soon. Um, I promise we will one day finish that comic series, even if it's seven years from now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I want to thank all of our current patrons, Anthony, Ben, Brandon, Brian, Chris, Daz, Daryl, Devin, Jared, Jen Marie, JC, Jim, Katie, Michael, Samir, Cherie, Sherry, and Tom. Thank you all so much for your support. Um, If you are a $5 and up patron, I most likely just sent out some stickers for you. Um, so hopefully you will receive those. If not, if you are a $5 nut patron and you don't have your address listed on Patreon, please add your address. We would love to send you some stuff. Um, I just mailed out some of our hashtag no filter Kiati Mundi stickers and prequel defense for stickers. So, um, yeah, love it. It's a fun time over there on Patreon. Um, uh, Katie, thank you so much for joining us on this episode. It was so much fun, and yeah, for real. Yeah, thank I, you for having me. It was it was awesome. I have a feeling you'll be on very soon, and we'll be talking about Master and Apprentice. In <laughs> yes, and then we're going in on that one. Oh yeah. Woo! Hopefully, Brian doesn't replace me with you. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I just like that the dynamic has finally changed. <laughs> We've been interviewing my replacements for years. Uh, now it's my just time. Just you wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the gonna send the rabbit dread back to get rid of me. Yeah, exactly. No, no, no. I'll <laughs> yeah. send it to you to make you put something evil in it, and then I'll send it to Brian. And be like, look, this is for you. And it'll like, <laughs> I'd open it and kick it. I knew it. <laughs> it's like the Godfather leaving a horse head in your bed, except it's sending a rabbit droid to my house. Oh my <laughs> I know what I know a threat when I see one. Yeah. No. Good times. Good times good over here on the Dorky Diva Show. Um, yeah. Thank you all for listening. Hashtags. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag give me that hat, friends. Hashtag give me that hat. And until next time, may the force be with you. May the force be with you. You have to say it too, Katie. Oh, may the force be with you. There it is. <laughs> That's always my favorite part. Be like, the guest, you have to say it too. Yeah. <laughs> Join us. 